Angela Bowen here, the host of Together We're Gonna Find Our Way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast. How's everyone doing today? I'm doing good. Got my fan blowing on me, so it's not too warm in here. We got our new stove coming this weekend, which is awesome because we can't really, the only thing we'd use on our stove is the stovetop. So, eh, it kind of sucks when you can't put any, I mean, we got a toaster oven and everything, but it's like, sometimes it's like you want to just pop it something in the oven, and we really can't, so I had, uh, chips and cheese in the microwave for the last couple days. <laughs> just something simple that I can throw in the, and sometimes, you know, when it's hot, you know, I, I didn't want to use the, the oven, so I'll just you know, put it in the uh, microwave. But, uh, yeah, we definitely need to get an oven. So we got a new one. All right, well, t speaking of ovens, <laughs> um, I'm going to be covering Season 3, Episode 15, entitled What's Cooking? This episode aired on January 27th, 1985. Rick's suggestion for a Stratton Flour Mills promotion lands him a job at his grandfather's company. Now, I've been thinking about this for a few days, off and on. Remember the episode, it was just recently, where the boys, Alfonso and Rick, wanted to um, get jobs as ushers, right? They were filling out job applications. I'm like, your grandfather has a bunch of businesses. I'm sure you could find one of them where he would let you work there. This episode has a 7.0 out of 10 rating based on 18 ratings on IMDb. It was directed by Jack Shea. Writers David W. Duclan, Ron Levitt, Michael G. Moy, Stephen Pritzker, Ben Starr, Martin Cohen, and Howard Leeds. Most of them are all the creators. It looks like it was written by Stephen Pritzker. All right. Let's see, do we have anyone in here? Leslie Norris plays Debbie, so this must be a girl that, you know, Rick's into or someone's into. <gasps> Lulu's back? Really? I didn't know that. I thought she was only in one episode. Okay, I gotta check this out. Okay, I gotta check this out. Because I swear, I thought she was, like, only in one episode. But I gotta find out for sure. How many episodes is Lulu in? Does it say... Two. Okay, this is her final episode. Oh, I'm happy we get to see Lulu again. She was such a sweetheart. All right, there's no trivia for this episode, but before I get into it, I'd like to let you know where you can follow along with the podcast. It has a Facebook page. Together we're going to find our way, an unofficial Silver Spoons podcast. Also an Instagram page at Silver Spoons Podcast. And a cheer space on Twitter with the Punky Power PB podcast, so you can go there and follow follow along there. If you'd like to email the podcast, you can do so at silverspoonspodcast.com, or at gmail.com. I'd like to uh, give a shout-out to some listeners for the week. 
All right, we got Reno, Nevada, Westville, Oklahoma, Hampshire, Illinois, Cupertino, California, Louisville, Kentucky, Chicago, Illinois, Harriman, Utah, Phoenix, Arizona, Carmel, California, Hartville, Ohio, Modesto, California, Alamo, California, Park Hills, Missouri, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Shawnee, Kansas, Santa Rosa, California, Carson City, Nevada, Clayton, North Carolina, Mauston, Wisconsin, New York, New York, Great Falls, Montana, Citrus Heights, California, Haiti, Milton, Milton, Florida, Suffield, Connecticut, Miami, Florida, Oakville, Canada, Partyville, Wisconsin, Uniontown, Pennsylvania, Catford, United Kingdom, New Waterford, Canada, Sydney, Australia, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Republic of Korea, Brazil, Australia, Grand Rapids, Michigan, East Longmeadow, Massachusetts, Brazil, Switzerland, Hollywood, Florida, Swanee, Georgia, Germany, and Australia. Thank you again so much for listening. I hope you enjoy the podcast. And let's get into this episode. So we open up the episode as per 90% usual or 95% usual in the living room. And it looks like Kate is giving Edward a facial, actually. uh, Kate seems to be listening to not so much a self-help type a self-help tape or something, but it just, the voice on it is saying how men's faces want to have, like, a facial, and they want to, you know, breathe and feel fresh and everything, and you can kind of see, like, Edward's, like, where his bangs are, they're kind of, because you only see the back of his head, and you see these, um, like, bobby pins almost, or, um, little clips like, holding back his bangs. So she probably even put cucumbers on his eyes, I bet, and, like, gave him, like, a mud mask, mud mask facial, maybe. And, and she asked, like, well, how do you feel, Edward? And he's like, I feel stupid. <laughs> yeah, he did, yep, he's got, like, it looks like an avocado mask, because it's, like, uh, green, like an avocado type of cream around his face. He's got the cucumbers. She's got a towel around his neck, just in case any of it drips off. And she took a picture with her Polaroid to commemorate the moment. And of course, right away, as soon as he heard, hears that click and flash and the uh, foil pop out of there, he pulls those cucumbers off. Like, did you just take a picture of me? Oh, she says, I'm just getting a picture for next year's Christmas card. She laughs. Like, <laughs> so Ever tries to grab it from her, from her, the picture, as Rick walks in. Like, hey, Kate. And then, of course... Rick, like, looks at his dad, like, ah! Like, ew. Yeah, that's not a pretty picture. <laughs> of course, he didn't know what he looked like as he takes the picture from Kate. He's like, ah! Oh, my God. It's a, it's a exfoliating mask. You'll be happy when that's off and everything, and your skin will be able to breathe, and your pores will just be refreshed, cleaned out, no gunk in them. You might want to do that to Ricky. I mean, he's a teenage boy. His face is, like, covered in oil. Oh, we actually get a shot of the television, which is funny because we really, a lot of the time, we don't get that. 
as uh, Kate was watching a channel on the television that's probably just doing a segment on, like, um, you know, body care and everything, you know, making yourself feel, look younger. So I'm going to play this clip. What this does you see, is nourish the starving pores. A man's pores are constantly saying, feed me, feed me. <laughs> How do you feel, Edward? Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> what was that? Oh, I'm just getting a picture for next year's Christmas card. No. <laughs> Hi, Kate. Savage jungle weeds with his bare hands. No, before he said bare hands, I thought, oh, he played a video game. No, he was outside. I hope he was wearing, like, some outdoor garden gloves or something like that. Because you work that stuff. I mean, though he's a guy, like, I don't need no gloves. Like, mm. But anyway, you can see he's got a little bit of dirt on his shirt and everything. And his knees of his jeans look a little worn where he's probably, you know on his knees working, ripping out weeds and everything. So he's got his hand out for, like, Dad, money, please. I work two hours. Give me money. And Edward's like, okay, here you go. He hands him some bills. Turns out it's only four bucks. He's like, really? Four bucks? Hey, that's more than Bart Simpson got when he uh, was pulling weeds, emptying uh, a litter box, Dig cleaning out gutters for that old lady. He got 50 cents. Or was it a quarter? Whatever it was, it was not enough. And he probably did more than you. But yeah, he said, $4? Come on, Dad, that's only like 2 bucks an hour. Are you nuts? What's minimum wage in 1985? Was it $2 an hour? Yeah, if he only worked 2 hours, you're not getting $10. That's insane. So, yeah, Kate says, well, my dad used to pay me 50 cents an hour. And Ricky, of course, will yeah, well, in those days, you could buy a car with that. Like, really? 
She's not that old, Rick. Come on now. She's not even 40. And Kate just looks at him like, excuse me? <laughs> Did you just insult your future stepmom? She's got nothing for that. <laughs> She's got no comeback. So, Rick wants to buy a surfboard here in New York, buddy. Where are you going to surf? The Hudson River? I'm sure there are beaches in New York somewhere that you can surf. But still, he's like, geez, by the time I have enough money for this surfboard that I want, I'll have to get a gray one to match my hair. <laughs> Grandfather Stratton, can't get enough of him, huh? It seems like he's been in the last few episodes, which there's nothing wrong with it, but she's just like, come on, man. Need a break from you, Grandfather. <laughs> I'm just looking forward to next week, which is going to be the two-parter that I'm going to do in one, which is Marry Me, Marry Me, part one and part two, where Kate and Edward get married. That's one I've been looking forward to since I started this podcast. So so they're all like, hello, gr Grandfather, Mr. Stratton, Father. You, because no, his hair is still up, and the, got those clips kind of keeping uh, uh, Edward's uh, bangs back. And you know that his father, I bet anything, is going to say something about it. Hello, Grandfather. Oh, hello, Mr. Stratton. <laughs> hello, Father. Eddie? Eddie? I don't think I've ever told you. How greatly I admire this house of yours. Yeah, he wants what something. Delight it is to be in your presence. Yeah, what do you want? <laughs> Forget it, Father. I'm not buying Stratton flour mills. Ingrate. Pass up such a golden opportunity. Golden opportunity? That place has been losing money for years. Grandfather, why would you try to sell your own son a company that's losing money? Because no one else would buy it. I've never heard of Stratton flour. My good woman, that flour has been on the market for 40 years. And you've never heard the slogan, made with Stratton flour, ooh, better. praises like oh my son my son I'm so I love your house and I'm so graciously happy to be in your presence you know he wants something I mean when has he ever walked into your house and just like I love you son my boy let me hug you oh you don't want to buy my my flour mill which is losing money well the heck with you then and he's trying to unload it off on Edward and the thing is even Ricky's like, Grandfather, why would you do that to your son? Unload a flour mill company that's 
losing money that's like going down the drain. And grandfather said, well, no one else is going to buy it. Well, no crap. Of course. It's a losing company. No one wants to buy a losing company. So guess who's back? Lulu's back. Yay, Lulu. This is her. This is her final episode. I can't remember the last time if I thought, like, oh, she'll be back for another episode or if I thought that was the only one. But anyway, yeah, she's back for this episode. She made some yummy, yummy cake. Oh, the, but... <laughs> I I don't think that she met uh she saw um grandfather in the la the episode that she was in. So yeah, it's like yeah, she definitely calls him a pickle puss, which makes me think cuz these are the same writers and creators of Punky Brewster as along with Brandon Tartikoff, of course. Um pickle puss. I know where I heard that on Punky Brewster. Um it was, um, when Punky originally went to Fenster Hall, she had that picture of her and Henry, and that mean girl, I think, her, was her name Lisa? Who had said, oh, they're not going to let you move in with old Pickle Puss? Okay. Similar writers using, because this was 85 in January, so Punky Brewster was still in its first season. I just think that's funny. Like, I know I heard Pickle Puss before. They are taking huge, like, chunks of the cake. Like, oh, this cake. It looks so... But why wouldn't you put anything, like, top it with, like, something? Well, maybe hers is so good, you it's just good all by itself. You don't need to add anything to it. Ricky's got an idea, as he says. Let me guess, you want her to buy this train? Wait a minute, doesn't she own that restaurant now? That, uh, what was it, Max or whoever that owned it before? And then she took it over? Do we get any of that in here? So Ricky's idea is for Grandfather Ch uh, Stratton to, just, I'll call him Grandfather, for his grandfather to get some airtime on a TV show, a cooking show, I believe. He could, uh, sponsor a cooking segment on the TV show Wise Up New York, which is what, like, Good Morning America? Oh, so that was the show that they were, uh, that, uh, Kate was watching earlier that they shut off because uh, the guy's like, oh, men don't need facial masks and this and that. It's like, shut your mouth. There's nothing wrong with treating your body. And helping yourself exfoliate your skin and everything like that. Soap and water ain't always gonna cut it. You wanna get down to the nitty gritty dirt and the oil on your face, you, you exfoliate. I I've got an idea. Something to make people sit up and notice Stratton Flower. Grandfather, you could sponsor a cooking segment on that TV show, Wise Up New York. I rather like that show. Because bones of turkey, but that Debbie is quite something. <laughs> and get this, Lulu could be the chef. Well, uh, um, excuse I don't me. Think so, uh, I I've got a restaurant to run. Thank you. you. Live from your restaurant. I do know hundreds of recipes, and uh, I could wear some marvelous clothes. And uh, Edward, you could write a snappy jingle. Well, yeah. Okay. Come on, Joel Higgins, you write jingles. Great at flour. Hmm. Better? That's ooh better. Shut up. 
obstinate and difficult. Hey, she's gonna help you out. She's always been eminently edible. Thank you. So, uh, how about it, Grandfather? Well, let's give it a shot. Yay! You can help me with some recipes. You know Julia Child. Mm -hmm. Well, she better watch out for this child. Yeah, sweet. Well, you're going to be a stepmama, so you got to learn how to cook if you don't already. I was very impressed with your imaginative thinking. Mm -hmm. Impressed enough to give me a job? Well, maybe it job is time there. to work for Stratton Industries. I'll give you a minimum wage. Oh, right. What is that? You always told me it was cheap. You <laughs> didn't rush into anything, son. I've been there, you know. Yeah, Your really. Father's the toughest man in the world to work for. Father is not incorrect. There are cushier jobs, believe me. Like being a bulletproof vest tester. <laughs> father is trying to say in his usual anemic way, he's a hard man to please. I give an assignment... <laughs> done accurately and on time. Hey, I'm your dude. I'm your you dude. Are no dude. Dude. <laughs> You're a Stratton, heir to a dynasty. Now don't blow it. <laughs> All right, let's see how this goes. I kind of like Rick's idea of. Well, the fact that he said, "Oh, well, we can do this cooking segment on this." Wise of New York show, and he pretty much says, Hey, Lulu, you're a great cook. Why don't you promote Stratton Flower, right? And I like how Lulu's like, Uh, honey, I have a restaurant to run. And I'm like, Thank you. We get the restaurant. Thank you so much. So Rick's like, Well, yeah, but how about this? I throw this in. We'll have it at the restaurant. And she's immediately all for it. And she's like, all right, well, Kate, I'm going to take you along so you can learn how to cook. You can help me out. You can be my assistant. So I'm guessing if that's plot B, then this has got to be plot A with the Stratton flour mill and Rick working for his grandfather. Good luck there. I would occasionally work with my dad at the um, Fulton Street uh, Farmer's Market. Um, I think it was for a summer. Yeah, because I was working at the video store at the time, too, and sometimes I had to have to work there, you know, on the weekends, so I'd have to get up at, like, 6 a.m. to get down to the market at, like, before 7 and help Dad get set up, and it's just like, ugh, never, no, I was just, I did not want to do that. I mean, Dad paid me well, don't get me wrong, but it's just like, no. I work with customers all the time. I don't want to get up early on a spot. No one else was, I don't even think the grandkids were old enough at the time to really be helping out too much with him at that point. So, and he's running out of nieces and nephews to help him out. So, it's like, all right, daughter, your turn. Luckily, uh, the grandkids got old enough where they could help him out. and earn, They were ha more than happy to earn some money. So, yeah, uh, uh, Rick's like, yeah, Grandfather, I'll work for you. You want to give me a job? He's like, yeah, but I'm paying you minimum wage. And it's like, great, that's great. And Edwards, they're all three of them sitting on the couch, and Edwards a little like, son, do you realize what you're actually getting into? Because I worked for my father. It's no picnic. 
And even grandpa, uh, grandfather is like, Rick, you know, I, I run a tight ship. I want things done correctly. You know, you're heir to a fortune, you know, Stratton Industries and everything like that. I want you to hold up our good name. And I like how Rick's like, I'm your dude. And grandfather's like, you are no dude. You are a Stratton man. You are heir to a fortune. Now we're up in Rick's room, which this is interesting. You know that table that he was working on that had his little, his computer? I shouldn't say little computer, but um, it's a, it takes up almost all the space of this desk. But it's pushed up against where that window is in his room that, you know... Freddy and Alfonso and Derek and Mark had all climbed through. Ricky's printing flyers? Oh, that must be to get word around about the whole cooking segment he wants to have done at the uh, restaurant that Lulu now owns. Okay, so uh, Rick turns on his TV and there's Lulu. So we go from the television to the restaurant, and she's making a pan of macaroni, like putting a lot, a lot of cheese on it. Like, that's the way to do it. So I love how she's just just loving on the camera and just saying the gooiness of, of the food and everything and just how the love comes from you, the viewer, or the person that's going to eat it or something like that. It's just, yeah. I like some of those places that are just run by people that they love cooking the food. And the you can tell by the food that you eat that these people love what they're doing because they put so much care and time and effort into what they what they're cooking so she pulls out an already done casserole and it looks really good nice and crispy brown on top and everything and she holds up the stratton flour cook better and it's got grandfather's sourpuss pickle puss face on there and it's just like you couldn't have smiled? I mean, I know you're not a smiler, and when you do, it's kind of creepy, but come on. Really? At least the Quaker old guy smiled in his picture. I mean, can you imagine how many people would buy the Quaker oats if he had a sad, sour face mug like Grandfather Stratton does? I, I don't know. Would you buy... I mean, seriously... Anything that's got... Look at Gordon's Fisherman. That guy, right? You got his face on the on the product. He's smiling. What about, you know, um, the the Pop and the Snap and the whatever on the Rice Krispies or, or any of the characters on the cereal boxes or whatever? They're smiling. Change the image. Change the image and people will buy it. So, Pearl calls over to, uh, oh, Farmer Ed here. <laughs> we got Edward dressed in a plaid button-down shirt. He's got the straw hee-haw hat. <laughs> he looks straight out of hee-haw. He does. He's got the blue overalls. He's got the piece of uh, wheat between his teeth. So, yeah, I want to hear what kind of a jingle he came up with, because we know that Joel Higgins can sing, because he's got an amazing voice. 
He just looks like he does not want to, like, I am just doing this for Lulu. I'm not doing this for my father. <laughs> I want to play this clip. <laughs> He's like, Ugh. I can't believe I'm doing this. Bits and noodles, apple strudels, cakes and cupcakes too. Flaky rolls and donut holes. <laughs> Forget it, go. Flaky rolls and donut holes. <laughs> You'll be glad you tried it too. Stratton flower, ooh, better. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Lulu did good. I liked it. She did a great job. Okay, this is confusing. Okay, so Alfonso comes in, opens the door, right? Rick's like, shut the door. There's a draft. You hear this gust of wind? I'm like, shut your window. Your window is, like, wide open, and you got these flyers that are just look like they could blow away at any second. You're telling them to shut the door because there's a draft? Duh. What? You're sitting in front of a wide open window, Rick. I think the draft is coming into your face. Come on now. All right, Alfonso. Sometimes it seems when he gets with Rick, and even though it's early on, well, actually, if you think about it, it's episode 15, so it's more than halfway through season three. Sometimes Alfonso can get Rick into trouble, and he's got two box seats for the Mets game that afternoon. So Rick's like, I can't go. My grandfather's counting on me. Yeah! Alfonso, don't... And I like what Alfonso's wearing, which is kind of different, because he's he's more dressing like how Rick would dress in, like, season one and two with the sweater vests and the long-sleeved button-up shirts. So Rick says, all these flyers here are all questionnaires from consumers about, you know, why they do or don't like Stratton Flower and I gotta have all this data inputted by 10 a.m. tomorrow. Alfonso goes, pulls uh, one of the copy questionnaires and starts reading name, age, occupation, how often do you bake? He's like, yeah, this seems like a lot more fun than going to the baseball game. It's like, he's gotta do this for his grandfather. I thought he wanted to work for his grandfather. You don't do this? You sure as heck are not getting a job working at Stratton Flour Mill Industries or whatever. I hold in my hand two choice box seat tickets to the Mets game this afternoon. Box seats? I can't go. I have to finish all this work. My grandfather's counting on me. What's the panic? See all these papers? These are questionnaires from people who have bought Stratton Flour. By 10 a.m. tomorrow, I have to have all this information tabulated in my computer. Name, occupation, how often do you bake? Oh, yeah, this is a lot more fun than watching the Mets play a doubleheader against the Phillies. Look, I'm fine, so I've been putting this off for a week. I understand, Rick. You go back to work. Yeah. I can probably finish when I get back 
was real picky, I'd be in big trouble. Right. There'll be other games. There will be other games. The team isn't gonna disappear. Oh, by the way, did I mention? It's Jacket Day. Jacket Day? What's that? You get a free jacket? Of course he's gonna go. Oh, you know he's gonna go! Yep. You know you are. Grandfather would want me to go to this game. <laughs> yeah, you know he's got. Yep. He's right there. Let's go. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. oh, my. I just realized he left that window open. Those things are going to be destroyed. They're going to be taken by the wind out that window because he was using his baseball glove as a paperweight. To hold those things down because of that wind. He doesn't even have the curtain shut. I mean, come on, Rick. But, I mean, Alfonso's really goading him about, you know, he's singing the take me out to the ball game. Take me out to the You know, and, and, <laughs> what, Alfonso? Oh, beautiful song, son. Um, but, oh, looks like Jeremy's on. So, Rick's like, as much as I want to go see this game, it's like, seriously, I gotta get this done. My grandfather is counting on me. I really don't want to disappoint him. So, it's kind of a moral dilemma, like, should I? I mean, yeah. And even Alphonse like, oh, yeah, there'll be other games. As he walks out the door of Rick's bedroom, turns and says, oh, uh, did I mention it's jacket day? So, what does that mean? Like, they get a free jacket for going? And Rick is, like, hesitating at the door, like, I really want to, but I really want to, I have to. But the problem is, he slacked on that the whole week. He could have gotten that done, and he procrastinated, waited to the last minute. But, eh, you can't turn down a free jacket if that's what they get, free jackets. So he decides to go, takes his glove, which was a paperweight, off that stack of questionnaires, and he's gone. And, of course, I mentioned he left that window open. Yeah, we see where this is gonna go. As soon as he leaves, those papers just zoop, right out the window. Bye-bye! So, in the next scene, we got <clears throat> Kate, Alfonso, and Rick coming in. Alfonso's holding a few, are those questionnaires? It's like, I can't believe, how could they have went out the window? Grandfather's gonna be here in a few minutes. I'd be like, okay, I'm not gonna make a blonde joke here, because I'm blonde and Rick's blonde, but seriously, Rick, I know you're a teenager, but you have a brain in your head. Most people would see a giant window, a stack of papers, no paperweight to hold them down. It's windy outside. What do you think is going to happen to that stack of papers minus the paperweight in a windy open window? <laughs> exactly. Well, they found four of them. How about that? And a half. They found four and a half as Kate is smoothing out one that she found somewhere. She says she wrestled that one from a spot. Must be the neighbor's dog. Hey! Oh, wait, no, they're in Pennsylvania and Rick's in New York. Never mind. Never mind. Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania. 
Oh, Rit! Oh, Alfonso, sorry! Thank you, Alfonso, but your apology does not get those papers back. Although Rick's a big boy, he could have said, I can't, I won't, there will, as you say, be other games. But he didn't, and now he's got to bite the bullet on this one. She smiled. You never see that anymore, do you? <laughs> Alfonso, and I'm like, but they've met already. I'm sure they've met already in a previous episode. But it's trying to hopefully uh, ease the uh, tension of how this is going to go over with the Rick. Kate and, and Alfonso, they don't stay. But of course, I love Alfonso. Like, hey, give me five so you know I know you're alive. <laughs> and I love how Grandfather's like, I only have tens and tens and twenties. But he laughs because he's like, he gets the joke. <laughs> oh, and he smiles. Uh, and then uh, Alfonso and Kate leave. Like, and they give Rick a like slight little wave and a thumbs up. Like, yeah, good luck. Oh boy, here we go. This is not good. I got four. I got four. Well, in a half questionnaires. Don't mind the dog slobber and the ripped um, holes on this one. Kate had to wrestle it from a dog. Sorry, I'm a minute late. <laughs> I had to dismiss my chauffeur. Some spots on the chrome. I cannot tolerate this lovely work. May I have your report? Why are there paw marks on that paper? Because old Spot doesn't wear socks? <laughs> Like that isn't gonna be anything. I'm your grandson, I shouldn't even 
me a second chance? Nope. Negative. Instead of doing your work, you went up to the ball game. That shows <laughs> that you are irresponsible, inefficient, and a wastrel. Good day. Pretty much. I mean, what did you expect, Rip? So now we cut to Wise Up New York, or whatever it's called. And the banter between these two TV show hosts, or whatever they're supposed to be. And he's like, oh, I gained like five pounds from eating Lulu's baking or whatever. And then his female co-host is like pinching his stomach. Like, yeah, I can pinch an inch. And he's like, do you want to go back to wake up Peoria? Or like threatening her. Like, are you her boss too? Or what? I mean, but now we're cutting back to Lulu at the restaurant. Edward comes in still dressed in the overalls and straw hat. Of course, now he's got a bone to pick with his father because his father fired his son. Yeah. I'm like, he had every right to fire him. He gave Rick an assignment, screwed off on it for the last week, and then just haphazardly left that window open and just I mean what did you expect to happen like I said you leave a window open there's a draft you have a stack of papers there's no screen in that window those papers are going out the window it doesn't matter if you're family or if you're not if you're incompetent if you're not going to complete the work if you're going to screw off you don't deserve that job Second chance or not, I mean, come on. I mean, did he give his chauffeur a second chance when he fired him because there were spots on his limo? No. Hello, Lulu. <laughs> Father, I'd like to speak to you about the way you treated Rick. He didn't do his job. I fired him. Exactly. Yeah, but you didn't even give me a second chance. <laughs> you I don't gave you an assignment. One. You gave me diddly squat. Yep. Uh, Ten seconds, Lulu. Father, he's 14 years old. He's bound to mess up once in a while. Case closed. Coming up in five, four, three, two. Oh, yes, welcome <laughs> to Lulu's Kitchen, the happiest kitchen in town. You know what you are? You're a noxious, obstinate, impossible, sick, 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 Yes, today we have a recipe. White bread. You just gotta put jam on it. I love this recipe. Sometimes you make me so mad I can scream. Edward, you have to leave. Isn't he a handsome devil? Well, girls, hold on to your scepters because he's here with us today. In person, Edward Stratton II. Yes, indeed. You remember, there are a couple of hundred thousand Stratton flower buyers out there. Point well taken. There we go. There's a smile. That's what we're looking for. Why don't we have that on there? As an added <clears throat> his darling grandson, Richard. And Richard. <laughs> Now these two are my guest chefs. Now, 
you two sift flour, and I'm going to warm some milk. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be all over the tape. What in the world? show we got Edward all angry because his father fired Rick and Lulu's trying to like hold things together and you know it's like we're on the air we're live a lot of people are seeing this she pulls grandfather Stratton over and then she pulls over Rick like hey they're gonna sift some flour and stuff like that and then she kind of turns it into a teaching lesson for them like, okay, Rick, you're going to be your grandfather, and your grandfather is going to be you, so that way you can kind of step into each other's shoes and kind of, you know, figure things out and kind of come to a solution. 
And I just love how Rick imitates his his grandfather. It's just it's it's funny. He's he's spot on with it. And then Rick turns his back on his grandfather, and his grandfather's like, I, I if you're gonna imitate me, you're gonna do it correctly. I don't turn my back on people. And it's like, yes, you do. And that's when Edward comes over. He's like, uh, you've been doing that to me my whole life. And Lulu's like, yes, I've seen it. That's what you do. You turn your back on people when you don't agree with them. And the sound guy or camera guy or whoever he is comes up like, yes, sir, actually you did that to me this morning. And Edward's like, father, look, see that TV over there? Look what you're doing. You're turning your back. And I'm like, yep, he's turning his back. It's like, you can't do that when you're, just because you're angry at somebody and you, you just want to, like, end the conversation. Like, I'm turning my back. This conversation is over. I have nothing left to say. I'm turning my back. Like, don't do that. So let's see how this is resolved. I think he's going to eventually come to his senses. True that on certain occasions I have turned my back on certain people. Mm -hmm. Richard, it is true that I have not taken into account that some of the things I do may hurt people. Well, I shouldn't have taken on the job before I was going to fall through with it. Richard, I care for you a great deal. I know. And I care about you, too. Aww. Maybe you'll work for me again someday. Again? <laughs> Uh, I don't know about that. And Edward, I'm sorry about the 11 times I fired you. <laughs> you fired me 12 times. I know that, but I'm only sorry about the 11. <laughs> Aww. Aww. So this episode is pretty much easily fixed. Um, well, as far as the resolution goes, you know, Grandfather admits that, you know, he made a mistake and, you know, they hug and says, I hope that you'll, you'll work for me again one day. And also, Edward, I apologize for the 11 times that I fired you over the course of your life. And he's like, well, Father, you fired me 12 times. And he's like, yes, I know. But I'm only apologizing for 11 of them. And he's like, oh, I'll accept it. So Edward just, you know, they all start singing. And uh, it's just so sweet. They all hug. And Rick gives Lulu a kiss. And it's just sad. It's like, yeah, this is the last time we see Lulu. Is this the last time we see this restaurant, though? And maybe they'll, like, say, well, Lulu kind of did want to go and, you know, retire, and you know, she decided to go continue to, you know, see the world and stuff like that. So I don't know. And that's the episode. That's how it ends. I really liked this episode, and I thought it was good. Um, I'm going to give it an average three out of five trains. It was definitely, it was a cute one, you know, compared to the, the special friend episode, which was a bit of a downer. 
Um, but yeah, I just, I thought this was really, really cute. We got to see Lulu again. You know, I was surprised. I'm like, I, I didn't know she was coming back. And, um, you know, they worked things out. And we got to hear Joel Higgins sing his beautiful, beautiful John Denver voice. Really, really sweet. Um, as far as for the silver spoonful for this episode, I'm just going to go with, if someone gives you an assignment, don't slack off on it. I mean, I am guilty of procrastination like there's no tomorrow. But, yeah, if someone, like, I know you want to go out and do stuff and everything, but the thing is, if Rick had gotten that done in the, that week that he kind of screwed off for a bit, he would have had that done, and he could have just went to the game and had no issues. But then again, we wouldn't have had a conflict if... He hadn't went to the game, and those papers hadn't been destroyed, and his grandfather hadn't fired him, because we needed a resolution to the... I thought this episode was going to be the boys, like, they had, like, hats and aprons and Alfonso and Rick. That's what I thought this was going to be, because I remember in the opening, there's a shot of them wearing, like, you know, paper hats and aprons, and they're, like, something with, like, boxes in a back room or something to that effect. But yeah, it's like, come on, just, just, if you're giving an assignment, just get it done. Don't slake off on it. And then that way you won't have any issues. Um, I also say with, don't work with family members. Do not work with family members. I, as great as it was to spend time with my dad, it's like, no, I never, would never want to work with, with my dad. It was just, just, this is... Alright, so next week I'm going to be doing the two-parter, Marry Me, Marry Me, Parts 1 and Part 2. It's going to be a one podcast episode, so it'll probably be close to two hours. We'll see. In Part 1, Kate is concerned that her relationship with Edward is not moving forward. We've seen this many times in other episodes throughout Season 1 and 2 and Part 3. Which is her subtle way of saying that she wants to get married and have a family. Does she say... That she wants to have a baby. I don't know. I won't know until we until I see the episode. Edward is still reeling from his first Edward for crying out loud sake, it's been 14 years. You've moved on, right? Your marriage to Kate will be nothing like it was with Evelyn. You were only married a week to Evelyn. You can't judge all relationships based on one failed marriage. They're completely, totally two different people. But when Dexter tells him he should marry her, he proposes and Kate accepts. When Ricky learns of this, he's not exactly thrilled. Of course not. He's probably like, I already have a mom. I don't want another one. Which leads Edward to blurt that this is what Kate wants, which she overhears. Yeah, you know how well that's going to go over. All right, and I will save the part two summary for after I complete part one. Everyone have a wonderful, wonderful day. I hope you got nice weather. It's not bad here. The sun's not out right now. Maybe it'll come out a little bit later. We shall see.
All right. I'll be back next week with a new two-part episode. And we are almost done with season three. And I do plan to take a bit of a break and then come back in early 2020 with season four. I'm just going to have a nice little break, focus on some other stuff, and then come back fresh. So, alrighty, righty. Have a great day, everybody. Bye-bye.